And good Saturday morning. Glad to be with you as you head to your favorite fishing or hunting spot this morning. That's what we're all about here on the Outdoor Show, and glad you decided to join us on this National Curious Events Day. This is the day where we recognize any events you've been curious about. Uh, do you have any of those? I do. And if you've got one, we'd love to hear it. Text us to us on our text line, 504-260-187. You know, some of the curious questions I've had over the years, how do they get those little clipper ships inside those bottles? And also, what actually happened at Roswell? Who killed JFK? And when the light turns green, why does it take so long for all the cars to start moving? And with relation to the outer doors, how do those ducks, they don't have any eyelids. How do they not get blinded when they fly directly into the sun? And why do we call bass, which are green in color, officially known as black bass? We've got some other curious questions to ask, too. And if you've got one, share it with our audience, 504-260-1870. If you're going hunting or fishing tomorrow or Monday, I hope you have your license in hand or you get it by today because license sales will be shut down in Louisiana for the next two days. No sales available online or in any of the license facilities where you purchase those. Uh, they're shutting it down for some, I guess you'd say, uh, maintenance on the site or whatever they're doing. And now they're just now announcing this, so it's kind of a last-minute shock uh, instead of getting it out, you know, maybe a month ago, well, if they knew. Anyway, we'll recap some of the other things that were discussed at the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Commission meeting held earlier this week. And, by the way, you have got a great weather forecast this weekend, one of the best all year. Whether you're saltwater fishing, offshore, inshore, uh, whatever your choice is. My choice today is going to be dove hunting in Mississippi, and hopefully you've got a trip planned. Let us know what you do, who you are, and where you're going. Also this week, our bad boy, the outdoors, has been sentenced, now get this, a $100,000 fine and life in prison. You heard me right. What could he possibly have done to deserve such a harsh sentence? Well, stay tuned. we got that feature coming up. Also, Season 7 of Bayou Wild Television has kicked off this week. Uh, great show running this week. Don't miss it. All about the Louisiana Taxidermy Association. We spent some time, photographer Chris LeCock and I, at their convention last year, and you'll hear and see some of the sights and sounds. We also have a Southwest Louisiana early teal hunt with Sportsman's Charters. And next week, a very special show, a terminally ill young man from Wisconsin named Tanner Kelm uh, came down to Mississippi for his fishing trip of a lifetime, and it turned out that way. young man caught three tarpon in one trip. Also, it's gumbo weather. It's not far off, and we've got a cooking feature with Uncle Larry, one of his gumbo recipes. That's on. Uh, this, that's going to be on next week. Well, Larry's on this week with the gumbo cooking with the Taxidermy Association. Next week, it's tarpon fishing. Well, we worked on one last night. We were in the Honey Island Swamp with Captain Luca, who, by the way, he and his crew are after those red snapper during this special season this morning. Good luck to you, Captain Luca. Uh, Miss Louisiana, Julia Williams, uh, made a trip with us down into the Honey Island Swamp in Pearl River. I had a great time. I uh, got up close and personal with some alligators and had a lot of fun. You'll see that on one of our future Bayou Wild TV shows. We've also got live fishing reports from our professional staff all across the coast. And if you're headed out, this is what you're going to be looking at this morning. Offshore northeast winds 10 to 15, 1 to 2-foot seas, no chance of rain. Going to be a beautiful day to get out there and fish for those tuna and snapper offshore. If you're in the interior lakes and bays, that northeast wind will be light, 5 to 10, smooth sailing conditions. 
And tide is in your favor. The average tide range is 1.4. Mississippi River is continuing to drop around 3.5, 3.6, and uh, holding steady, but another drop expected. I'm getting some good reports. The water's really cleared up. Anxious to talk to Ryan Lambert down there and get an update from him. So there it is. That's the stage. It's all set. Thank you for being with us, and we'll be right back with our first report. We head to Shell Beach with Robbie Campo at Campo's Marina. Back after this. All right, let's uh, head on down to Shell Beach. We talked to Robbie Campo at Campo's Marina on the beachfront. And, Robbie, first question people want to know about, situation on the Green Bridge, that stretch that connects I-10 to Paris Road uh, crossing over the the, uh, Industrial Canal. What can you tell us about the condition? Is it open, closed, people need to go around, or can they make it this morning? Uh, No, Don, it is going to be closed until 5 o'clock Monday morning. So you'll have to take the alternate route through the city, get off at Franklin. If you're coming from the North Shore, uh, if you're coming from Hammond area, you just jump on a causeway of 55, you know, and come back, you know, come around that way and get off at at Franklin or Elysian Fields, you know, either one. Um, uh, But, yeah, it's going to be closed until – five o'clock monday morning again so but i think this is the last weekend but who knows if they have to do it i'll get an update you know and i'll tell everybody again what's you know if next but i think next this is the last weekend for that um for that inspection well let's hope so and uh tell you what by making that announcement robbie you save people a lot of heartache you know it's a long way to go around if you don't know it in advance, but that's good Good to know. Well, tell us about the fishing, man. We've had some, a nice little stretch of weekend weather coming ahead here. What's it going to do for us? Well, I tell you, Don, the, the, uh, the trout bite and the red bite is just off the charts. It's, it's been it's the best I've seen it in years. Uh, you know, uh, spe- plenty of speckled trout being caught within seeing distance of campos here. So right in Lake Bourne and uh, LaBeouf's cut. Shell Beach Bayou here, Duluth Canal, Lena Lagoon. Um, if you want to travel out into the marshes, the Bluffy Marsh over and back of Pete Lagoon, uh, back of Stump Lagoon, Muscle Bay area has been good. Um, the Oyster Reese over in Eugene, Lake Eugene has been good. Uh, you know, the Oyster Reese over in uh, White Log Lake has been good. So, you know, any anywhere you want to travel, it just fall fishing has just been incredible. Now, one thing I want to tell people is you're coming down here. You're going to be after this 6 o'clock hour. When you're coming down Judge Perez, when you get to the Paris Road intersection, if you're going to be after 6, go see David Dixon over by Bait Incorporated or over by Tony Cucci on what old Gulf Island Marina and pick up some live shrimp because we're not going to have so many people are fishing down and we just can't keep up. It's just, you know, it's incredible how many people are fishing. Um, you know, I've seen a lot of new faces, people that fish the Cocodry area, you know, west of the river. Um, I, you know, people religiously fish over in, the, you know, Port Salt area and, you know, go Lafitte and so forth and so on. You told me this was going to happen, and it really did happen. And I met a lot of great people, uh, Don, you know, um, you know, just trying to find new places to go. And if that's the case... Look, come on down, hook the left at the bridge, and come on and see us. We, you know, open you a welcome, uh, welcome with open arms, and come on down and see us. And we're gonna, we're gonna try to put you in the right spot. 
Well, Robbie, what, what's the situation with the bait? Are, are the shrimp just not there? As many as you need, do you not have the holding tanks or the boats to catch them? Uh, it sounds like you need to expand your operation because, I mean, people get disappointed when they come and they expect them to have live shrimp, and they don't. So it's good that you're sending them to the alternative places. But what could it take for, for you to get more shrimp down there? Well, Don, the first thing is they're they're getting where they're, they're you know, they're getting to be uh, a 31, 35, 36, 40 count shrimp, and that that when that shrimp gets that big, it just don't live good in captivity. Um, they don't live good when you catch them in a trawl. It dying, you know, we're losing a lot in the boat. It's still, it's you know, it don't seem like it, but it's still hot outside. You know, a lot of people don't say, well, yeah. it's in fall. We're in fall, yeah, but it, the water hasn't cooled down enough. To keep that shrimp, you know, your best temperature for water for keeping shrimp alive is 68 to 70 degrees, and water is just, you know, it's still in the, it's still in the high in the 80s, and that's just not a good mix for, you know, to keep the shrimp alive. We're losing if if everything that we caught lived, we wouldn't have no problems, but we're losing uh, probably three quarters of the shrimp that we catch just because they're too big. So now the smaller shrimp live great, but uh, you know, it's just a it, look. We do we go through this every year. It's you know it's just going to take a couple of cold fronts to cool this water down, and they, we'll get back on track. But I don't want anybody to come, that's coming down here that wants to fish with live bait not to get it. And you have the opportunity to get it if you stop up there by where I'm telling you up on on Paris Road and and pick up some bait because I can tell you, Don, it's it's been it's been crazy around here all week. Uh, and a fish bite is good, and people are fishing, and they got, you know, we got a, we got people lined up already waiting on. So, um, but look, if you're coming down here, it, whether I have live bait or not, you know, regardless, hook the left at the bridge and come on and see us. How about uh, dead bait? Do you have a good supply? Because it, you know, it's that second best. You can tip some of the plastics, you know, with the on your jig head with a piece of dead bait if you got some market bait down there for sale. Don, I got I got buku of that. <laughs> we're, we're right, in good right. shape. Yeah, got plenty, plenty dead bait. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, we have plenty, plenty dead bait. But yeah, just you know, we're gonna try to make it work for you. But I tell you, it's just been it's been a, it's a struggle trying to keep this bait alive. It's just been uh, you know, and you know, we don't have the we don't have the salinity that we had here before this dam. It's it's a it's a it's a it's a whole conglomeration of things. That goes into this whole live bait debacle to try to keep this stuff alive, man. It's just a constant struggle, constant struggle. I, I know it's tough. You do a good job at it, though, Robbie. Thanks for the reports, as always, and uh, we'll catch up with you next week, Rob. All right, Don. Talk to you later, my man. Bye-bye. All righty. Robbie Campo, he's at Shell Beach. Campos Marina's the place. All right, we'll be coming back and got plenty of text messages in on this National Curious Events Day. You got an event that you're curious about? Let me know what it is, 504-260-1870. We'll tell you some of our other listeners. Right after this, you're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Yeah, that's a curious one. Who did let the dogs out? I'm kind of wondering about that. And it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. If you're headed out to do some offshore fishing, uh, maybe going after those uh, special opportunity season red snapper, Robbie telling us about the speckled trout and redfish on the inside are doing good. Uh, Jeff Brule, our freshwater reporter, sent me some beautiful bass pictures caught down river. Uh, we got the bow season open, small game for squirrel and rabbit. 
Uh, Dove season open in Mississippi. I'll be doing a little bit of that this afternoon. What are you going to be doing? Text us on our text and talk line at 504-260-1870. If you are headed out tomorrow on Monday and you have not purchased your license, you better get it today. You will not be able to get it either online or through a retail vendor. They are actually doing some site maintenance and upgrades and it starts tomorrow and will be shut down through Monday. So you won't be able to get a license until Tuesday if you don't get it by today. All right, uh, that being said, let's get to our text line. We're asking you, this is National Curious Questions or Events Day. Here's one. says, Curious Question of the Century. How did Biden get elected? I don't know if that one will ever be answered. Uh, here's the river rat checking in. He says, The Blood River still tore up. I guess that's from Hurricane Ida. But uh, good to hear you. Well, good morning to you, our friend, the River Rat. I uh, got uh, someone checking in from Clark County, Alabama, back in the woods for the last preparation weekend before the bow season opens. Yeah, I know all that stuff's got to be done at those camps. Uh, here's a curious events question. Why do they call it a hot water heater whenever they are heating cold water? <laughs> now, your second one, I'm not quite sure what, you might have to elaborate on that one. I'm not sure what that one is. But, yeah, that's uh, kind of been one of those questions. You, you, don't, you don't heat hot water, you heat cold water. Uh, mad truckers out there checking in. Uh, we've also got this curious question. Why seafood up north is so expensive? And as to why the seafood up north does not taste nearly as good as the seafood down south. And in case you're curious, I'm listening to the entire program in my purple chair, in my purple house, in my jammies. That's from Deb. I want the jammies are purple, too. Sound like you got an LSU fan there. Well, it's obvious answer to those two questions about the seafood. I mean, it's distance. Uh, by the time it gets up there, it's not as fresh, and it's not going to taste as good because it's not as fresh. And, of course, the transportation uh, adds to the cost, too. So I, I think that one can be safely answered. Uh, here's somebody working uh, this morning making money. Uh, to repair the house. A lot of people doing that. Insurance company won't pay up. Got to get the attorney to handle it. Can't stress about it anymore. Yeah, sometimes you just take it to the the max and you put it in the hands of your attorney. All right, our friend Justin in the Gentilly Wildlife Refuge. The wildlife are active there. They're enjoying the weather. And a shout-out to the Turgeon family in Lafitte. They're rebuilding after Ida, as so many people are. You know, a lot of us are getting out and enjoying this great weather and uh, got our homes and property repaired and back up in shape and running. But so many people are still down and out, and uh, thoughts and prayers go out with them to get them through it. All right, here's someone uh, caught the show in the last two weeks, but the wife passed away. Uh, got you on now. Uh, pray for my family. Love the show. That's from the Irish Kunas. I, I understand your pain there, and uh, hopefully for the best for you and your family. Uh, Ed Miller, he's over there drinking coffee in Wilmer, Alabama. What else you got going on later today, Ed? And here's one that says, let's make some po' boys. I think that's probably in response to Robbie Campo, what we're going to do with all those uh, dead shrimp he's got over there. And we got the, the backstrap stacker checking in. And let's see, uh, tell the people of Lafitte, our P-Rog paddling friends, our prayers are with them. That's uh, Big Mike uh, checking in with us from the Bayou Liberty area. All right, uh, I was at the, not at, I was there by Zoom at the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Commission meeting, and they covered several uh, events, and I'll try to pass some of this news along. Uh, one thing that, that came out was, you know, the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries dedicates a portion of its hunting license sales, and not just duck stamp money, but hunting license sales, 
to the breeding grounds up north, uh, the, the idea being that uh, waterfowl or migratory species, they cover the whole continent, and what we do up there on the breeding grounds determines what kind of seasons we have here in Louisiana. And also what goes on between the breeding grounds in here determines what goes on here, and I don't think they fully recognize the impact of that, but that's another story. Anyway, there's always been this argument about how much of this money do we give to who. Ducks Unlimited and Delta Waterfowl kind of vie for the money. Uh, $810,000 is what was at stake, and there was a motion to give all of it to Ducks Unlimited and none of it to Delta Waterfowl. Then it went to they wanted to give two-thirds to DU and one-third to Delta. The last motion that was made was 75-25, and I thought I heard them say they were tabling the issue and they were going to carry it over, but then I saw a release saying that they have decided to give 75% of that $810,000 to Ducks Unlimited and 25% to Delta Waterfowl. So... Whichever organization you feel should have got, they both got some. Uh, and Ducks Unlimited in the past has gotten the whole lion's share, all of it. But uh, in other years, Delta Waterfowl gets some. This is going to be for three years. Money going to be dedicated to secure some property up in uh, Manitoba and Saskatchewan, uh, up in Canada, the breeding grounds there. All right, also they talked about hunting guide license. I've got the new provisions for that. I'll cover that a little bit later on. They talked about alligators, and there's some bucks-only areas on some of the wildlife management areas that is new and changed due to flooding from Hurricane Ida. We'll get to those issues, and I tell you, I've I've had some issues lately with Department of Wildlife and Fisheries uh, for their programs, and uh, i got to tell you, I've been covering the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries for many years, over 30 years, and I don't know if I've ever seen it as uh, unenthusiastic, unmotivated, and just doing such a poor job in many years. Now, there's still a lot of good people, and some of the programs they do are very well organized and conducted, but i got to tell you, as far as that commission, there's about two people on that commission, I think, that, that actually belong there. The rest of them are an embarrassment. Anyway, that's another story for another day. We'll be back with some more of your curious questions, and we are also got some more fishing reports, all that stuff you and I love to talk about each and every Saturday morning. We do it right here on The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, it's National Curious Events Days. Anything you're curious about, a question that's bugged you over the years, we'd love to hear it. 504-260-1870. We've got a few more coming up. I've got uh, some of our listeners are texting theirs in. Uh, we are hearing from our other Justin, Justin the duck guy. He's headed out to fish. Hopedale, good luck to you, Justin. Might have to call you Justin the fish guy when you go duck hunting. Yeah, it's kind of confusing. All right. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Deb says, uh, yes, uh, LSU games on occasion. The purple's not for LSU, though. Yes, the jammies are purple, but purple for me. That's my old friend, news chick, uh, Deb. She's listening to us this morning. All right. Here's a question from Manly in Spanish Fort. Uh, what happened to your podcast? Last one available is September the 8th. Yeah, we got some catching up to do. I'm going to have to check on that and find out what the delay is. You know, we get these... Uh, technical difficulties, as they are called. All right, here's one of those curious questions. It says, why do we drive on a parkway and park on a driveway? One of those questions that just deserves some type of an answer. If you got an answer for any of these, let us know. We'll be right back to get some more of these uh, curious events questions on Curious Events Days right after we pause 10 seconds for our local stations to identify themselves along the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Yeah, just what was it Billy Joe was throwing off the Tallahatchie Bridge? What was it? 
right, I got some more text messages coming in. This is from Mr. Kim down in Thibodeau. Why, one of those curious questions, why are the most dangerous hurricanes named after women? I ain't touching that one. I just want a Baton Rouge area listener. If you cannot find live shrimp, tip your matrix shad crimp, shrimp creole uh, for holly jolly. That's another color from Cabot Dewhurst, Do- Do- maybe. Uh, yeah, it's a good tip. Just If you can't find the live shrimp, tip those plastics with some of that dead bait that Robbie was telling us about. All right, here's one that why isn't that money kept here? We need all the money we can for our duck hunting crisis. I thought that was settled at the meeting with Sharon Hewitt with the commission months ago. I heard our state had to keep at least half that money in our state. We need all the money we can because our state uh, forever cries about not having money, yet those ducks that make on breeding grounds, unfortunately, we never see because of shortstopping. Uh, That's very well put, and that's an argument that I share. Um, yes, it's very important for the ducks to, to have successful breeding habitat on the, the, the northern prairie breeding grounds, but we're in a crisis in Louisiana as far as waterfowl, as far as I'm concerned. If you've been duck hunting over the years, you know the last several, many years now, uh, and it's not all weather-related, as they say. There's other things that are going on, legalization of what I call baiting, uh, flooding standing crops uh, north of here. Uh, if those ducks don't need to come this far, they ain't coming this far. They proved that back in the day with the the geese. They intentionally shortstopped the, the Canada geese, and uh, the only Canada geese we get here in Louisiana, very few that migrate, and the other ones that you see around are, are non-migratory. They've become residents, and they hang around the parks and the golf courses. All right, yeah, well, that's an argument, you know, and, and we did have some of our – Elected officials who argued to keep that money here in Louisiana, but evidently uh, fell on deaf ears, and it's uh, going up north again. All right, uh, thermos, how to coal, how do it know? <laughs> yeah, you got a thermos, and it's one of these ones that you can keep uh, things hot, like your coffee on a cold day, or keep your things cold on a hot day. How does it know which to do, to keep it cold or keep it hot? One of those curious questions. All right, um, here's one, the backstrapper. He's backstrap stacker. He's curious, where did Turkey go during a hurricane? Also, how many games has Edo has left as LSU coach? Uh, he's got to go. Well, I hope he doesn't, but uh, it's not looking good for the, the home team of Coach Ed Ezeron for LSU. LSU fans and the, the alumni and the board, they have very high standards these days. And unfortunately, so far, it's like Coach Ed's not living up to it. We'll see what happens. They take on Kentucky later on today. All right, who actually goes to the grocery store to make their groceries? Now, for those of you not from the metro New Orleans area, that's an old expression. I'm going to make groceries, meaning you're going to buy or pick up groceries. But why do they say they make them? They don't actually make them. They just buy them. You're exactly right. All right, uh, we got to get some more of these in. 504-260-1870. Your curious events Curious questions, things that have just been bugging you for a long time. Maybe we can finally get some answers. When we come back, Mitch Jurisic is going to join us from the Delta Marina. We'll get a fishery report for the Empire area. Got a big kayak tournament going to be taking place down there next week. We'll talk to Mitch right after this timeout. All right, let's take you on down to Delta Marina. We'll get a fishing report and an update on what's happening down around the Delta Marina in Plaquemines Parish. Mitch Jurisic joins us. Hey, Mitch, how's things going on this beautiful Saturday morning? 
Busy, 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 Don. We're just, the parking lot is filled up. The cabin's all booked. Uh, people waiting in line for some live bait right now. And we're just rocking and rolling. You know, we're moving along. It's uh, really been good. The weather looks like it's really going to be great for us this weekend. It's been a great week so far. Uh, people, a lot of offshore fishermen, inshore fishermen, are just, they're just stacking up. You know, we We've been getting some pretty good reports of fish. Some of the trout fishermen, you know, they're out there. Some days they do better than others, but it's really picking up, and we're getting into that time of the year where, you know, October, early November, it seems to be the time the trout really show up. Uh, You know, the birds are starting to dive. A lot of white trout out there, too, which is not a bad little side catch, you know, especially if you're going to catch them and cook them quick. Uh, You know, but they're catching – Quite a few of those. The red snapper uh, is on fire right now. Mangrove snapper, and even the uh, lemonfish are really showing up in big numbers now. This is the time of year that they stack up around those little close end platforms and their migration patterns. So, so things are really picking up. Uh, you know, we're all 100% back in operation. We're fully open. Got all the supplies we need. All the cabins are are back in shape, and we're just you know. Sitting here and enjoying life and and watching everyone else enjoy life too, because I know they need a little break from what just went on with all this uh, hurricane stuff. You know, I mean, I just still feel feel it. You know, for those people just west of here, 20 miles west of here, just devastated still. And you know, we we our hearts go out to those those people working to repair their their places and get their places back up and running. But we want to let the rest of the world know that we are 100% operational. And come on down and see us if you're ready for a little R&R. You know, Mitch, I was talking to Robbie Campo in Shell Beach about this, and, and he concurred. He said he's seen an awful lot of loo faces, you know, people that fish Golden Meadow, Leeville, Grand Isle, Lafitte. Uh, a lot of those places, as you mentioned, are still down and those Customers still want to fish, so I'm sure you're probably meeting a, a lot of new people that are starting to fish down in your area until their areas come back up. Oh, yes, yes, for sure. We got a whole new uh, crowd, you know. Uh, a lot of familiar faces, though, believe it or not. We're getting a lot of repeat customers, you know, being here now for a few years. People really came, and, you know, since we remodeled everything and redid everything, they're really impressed. Uh, got a lot of great reviews from the restaurant. We reopened fully, and and the food's just been great, so people are really starting to learn about us. And just north of here, too, you know, the plantation took, you know, five to six feet of water also, woodland plantation. So they they really book a lot of charter trips for our local guides, and, and we've kind of taken over some of that for them. That way our local guides can still keep their work, you know, instead of people just canceling and waiting on, on the plantation with that other option. So so it's been, you know, it's, we've been working with our local uh, – local people and even people west of here uh, got a lot of calls from, you know, people where it used to fish, you know, Grand Isle, Leeville, Fouchon, and all that area, you know, wanting to know if we could accommodate. And we said, we'll do our best and we'll do the thing. And actually next weekend, it's coming weekend, you know, uh, not this weekend, it's coming, you know, next weekend we have that big kayak tournament coming. And I mean, it's just, you know, we're looking forward to that. We're looking forward to entertaining these people and hosting this tournament and, showing them a little side of our world too, you know, uh, and I think, you know, they're excited that we're up and running and they can still host that tournament. It's a very big tournament. I think you're very familiar with it. I'm 
you know. Uh, so we're looking forward to that. And, you know, we're booking up. We're booked up for it, but uh, we're booking, you know, looks like a lot of other local places that are open, you know, all booked up too with all the people coming into town. And we're really excited about that. We're going to do the best we can to make it a great event for them. Well, that's where it all started, and uh, our, our, our photographer, editor, Chris Lecoq, is going to be down there uh, doing a film documentary on it, so it should be a lot of fun. Hopefully this good weather will continue. Uh, Mitch, I was talking to Robbie, and because of the high demand, he said he's having problems keeping up with the live shrimp. How about your live bait supply? Somebody coming down there, a little late start, or maybe an afternoon trip, or for tomorrow, how are you fixed for live shrimp as far as the quantity? We'll be really good today. Tomorrow, I can't predict the future. It's, it's day by day. One of my live bait guys that catch my live bait, his boat once again blew another engine. But I got uh, got an old faithful hero of mine that just went out last night at midnight, come in with a big load for us this morning uh, to keep us going for today and and hopefully enough to last through summer tomorrow morning. And, you know, if he feels up to it, he may do it again for me tomorrow, but I can't ask this guy to to keep doing what he's doing because, you know, he's looking for a little bit of R&R himself. But it's really tough, you know, with all the demand, high demand for, for fishing right now and live bait. It's been a struggle, but we've been we've been managing to keep ahead, you know, so far. But, you know, I, I have, you know, I can see, you know, it's going to be a struggle to make it all the way through the weekend. But hopefully we can. Uh, got another guy that's working on his boat right now to convert it to live bait. I think they're all starting to realize, hey, this is the trend we need to look at, you know, because it's a high mm-hmm. demand for it. And, uh, and we all know that, and, you know, especially with this increased amount of fishing fishing pressure and all of our guides. You know, Venice Venice was still struggling for a little bit down the road, you know, Cypress Cove and all is still, still rebuilding. Venice Marine is up and running a little bit, but, you know, live bait is, is pretty scarce. We're one of the, you know, few places that have it, uh, you know, uh, right here in Blackman's Parish. So so we're, you know, we're getting a lot of overflow from those other marinas and people drive down to get shrimp to go back up the road. It's kind of crazy, but, you know, we're we're enjoying it, you know, uh, uh, and we're doing the best we can. But just, I'd like to tell everybody, just be patient with us. You know, if we don't have it, you know, sorry, we do have a lot of dead bait on hand and you know, don't be greedy with it. Don't say, oh, well, they don't have it, but I'm going to come by 200, but I only need 100. You know, be mindful that there's other people that do do want a few. And we've been kind of, you know, talking to people, say, oh, are you just buying it to, to try to hold some overnight because chances are that you're going to lose them. You know, just let some, you know, take what you need and, and you know, we'll, we'll, you know, try to have some more the next day. So be patient with us. Good and tip. I know Robbie feels the same way, you know, because – we're just trying to, you know, trying to get everybody, keep everyone satisfied. It's kind of tough right now. You know? Yeah, that's a good tip. Well, Mitch, one and last one question thing, for we, you. We, we, we did have our bullfrog bash. I want to let you know, yeah. we did go forward, move forward with our bullfrog bash. We had a total of one bullfrog weighed in. And, of course, uh, <laughs> it was uh, it was the winner of everything, you know. We won the big award, won the little awards, won it all. But we did get it kicked off. It was kind of a, you know, with everything going on with Hurricane Ida, COVID, and all, it's still, you yeah, know, it wasn't yeah. the best thing. But we wanted to get it going. We said we canceled it once. We wasn't going to cancel it again. But I can promise you one thing. Next year we will hold this event at the perfect time of year, and it will be a grand event. And I want you to come down for that because I think it's going to be a hopping good time. 
All right, I'll help be one of the judges. Mitch, one last question before you go. Uh, it's very nice when you come back from a fishing trip and you don't just have to jump in the truck and pull the trail and go home. You can stop and have a really nice meal, and you offer that at the Ponderosa. What's the special of the day going to be at the Ponderosa restaurant when the fishermen come back in? Soft-shell soft crabs, Don. We got a good load Ooh. of soft-shell crabs in. And let me tell you, people who haven't experienced a soft-shell crab may want to come see us today because, because we wanna we wanna get these soft shell crabs out and about. They they're delicious, you know that. You just said woo, so I know you love them. Uh, you know, <laughs> I haven't we have had one in a while. Them on yeah. hand. We have an abundance of them on hand right now. So today's special today is gonna be soft shell crab, and of course our charbroiled oysters are really taking off. You know, we're getting into those R months, the a little cooler yep. weather starting to get people. So the raw oyster and charbroiled oyster thing is really taking off, and. And all of our food, really. I mean, people are just loving coming in from fishing and having a meal ready, for, you know, right there. They come up and eat. And then I don't know how they make that drive home, but uh, but they do it on a full stomach. In fact, they got some yeah, guys come in, eat lunch, and go, go back fishing. I said, I don't know how y'all can do that. They said, well, I don't know either, but they enjoying it. And, uh, you know, of course, if you catch it, we'll cook it for you, too. So keep that in mind. That's right. Very good. Special of the day, soft-shell crab. You made me hungry, Mitch. Mitch, I'm going to let you get back to dipping, uh, dipping out those shrimp, and we'll talk to you next time, my friend. Good luck on the fall and right, tide, Don. too. Thank you we'll very you much, then. Don. Good talking to you. All right. Stop by and see him. Delta Marina, Ponderosa Restaurant. All right, coming back after this, Daryl Carpenter with his continuing updates on the comeback of Grand Isle following Hurricane Ida's devastation. That's next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And Daryl Carpenter, the owner of RealScreamers.com, uh, down in the Fishing Guide Service down in the Grand Isle area, has been updating us on the comeback of Grand Isle. And, uh, Daryl, what progress was made this week as far as getting sand moved, getting restructured back there, uh, getting close to any water or power hookups yet? What's the story? Well, Don, aesthetically, it's looking nice. Um, the the contractors that brought in for energy are just, they're rocking and rolling. They've got, from what I can see, it looks like they have the highway, Highway 1, just about complete. Uh, they've got several crews working on the side streets. Um, you're starting to see straight telephone poles. I mean, they're, they're nice, and it looks like this time they're going back with some really hefty stuff. Um, water, water's a big mystery. Uh, not just not getting a whole lot of updates from the town or anything else on what on what the water situation is, other than <clears throat> no expected um, no no date to be given. Uh, I suspect, and this is str- surely just me suspecting that there's going to be so many leaks toward the western end of the island that they're going to have to wait until the main line is fixed and then start slowly powering it up and let the leaks expose themselves. Uh, so water's going to be a while. Uh, sand removal is looking good. It's moving fast. Uh, a lot of people have already started demoing uh, the, the obvious houses that need to be demoed. So there's still a lot of trash piled around, but those contractors are keeping up with it as fast as they can. Um, we're definitely moving forward. Uh, I saw some crabbers running this week. Uh, I was at the Fouchon boat launch earlier this week, saw three or four recreational boats. So you, you're not going to stop people. They're, you know, they're, they need to scratch that itch. You know, it's it's going to happen, and I think we're going to start getting some good fishing reports pretty soon. And now that I'm slowing down a little bit, it, it might be time to think about getting a boat back here myself. 
Now that all sounds good. That's going to be a, we knew it would be a, a hard road. Let's hope it's shorter than it is longer. And you guys keep on keeping on. It sounds like you got some, some help down there finally and get the island back into shape. Darrell, thanks for the report as always. We'll be looking for another report, hopefully more progress next week. Thank you, Don. That's Darrell Carpenter, realscreamers.com. All right. Uh, Curious Events Day. I'm getting some questions and also a few answers. Text us, 504-260-1870. What are some of those tough questions that have always bugged you that you've looked for an answer for? Also got more fishing reports. Bad boy, $100,000 fine and life in prison. What did he do? You'll find out. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And welcome back on this National Curious Events Day. And i uh, got some questions you've been curious about. i uh, got some good ones coming in, 504-260-1870. Here's one from a listener that says, why is Braille on the keys of the drive-up ATM? Uh, let's hope it's not for the benefit of the person driving the vehicle, that's for sure. Any fishing reports for Wrigley's Lake Bourne area? You, you ask, you shall receive. Mike Gallo's coming up in a few minutes. He'll have some full report for you. Also, here's another one of those questions that's uh, been bugging someone for a long time. Why do they call them saltines with unsalted tops? Wouldn't they just be crackers? Good question. Uh, David Hubble over in Alabama. Uh, I already answered one of his Curious Events questions. My favorite way to enjoy melatons, what I call them. Some people call them merlatons, and Miss Louisiana thought it was an alligator pear, she called it, last night. Uh, here's one. Uh, bless you and your fellow Cajun. Still problems from Sally here in Gulf Shores, Alabama. You will catch up from Ida. Go LSU. Have a happy hunting and fishing to all. That's from D.C. Uh, yeah, you know, there's still some effects of Katrina all these years later. that have. It takes a long time to heal from those severe Category 4 Category, possibly five hurricanes. All right, here's a couple of questions coming in about alligators. Hearing more about aggressive and lots of gators, is it time to remove them from the endangered species list? Well, they were actually delisted years ago. Uh, They are a highly regulated species, and I think it is time to maybe look a little harder at what's being done to replenish the numbers with the aid collection program and also maybe loosening up on allowing people to take more of them. I think they need to do a better job on managing them. Uh, the price has been down. There's not as many people fishing them. There's a lot of alligators provided by the farmers, so the wild stocks are thriving very well, and maybe to the point where something needs to be done about that. Uh, here's another one. Uh, maybe there should be a longer season for alligators. Should tags be available for people that are not waterway landowners? That's from Cabo Duguay. Uh, yeah, I would think uh, that probably would be it. Uh, it's still got to be done with tags, and uh, there is a lottery system, but I don't think it's taking near the amount that we should be able to or could be able to. Uh, glad to hear the Empire Report. Getting excited about next weekend. Thanks for the show. Stroking to the east with a load of boudin for the cabin, guys. That's from our friend the Lafayette Yacker. He's talking about that Fallen Tide, one of the biggest kayak tournaments taking place uh, next weekend down at Delta Marina. Uh, here's one. Making groceries, the answer, comes from a French translation, fait de course, which means to go shopping, and the French verb faire means to make. Thanks for the question. This validates is four years of French at St. Aug 30 years ago, and you thought it was all for naught. See, that comes in handy for you. Uh, did you do the report for Big Lake yet? 
Uh, unfortunately, Captain Kirk is not on this week. We had him on last week, and we'll have him on again next week. Uh, Crab Lady area, he was reporting uh, great fishing, speckled trout, redfish. They're enjoying one of their best years in many years. Uh, the, the uh, Also, the ship channel, they catch them there. Also, some birds working over the reefs. So that's all I can tell you, and that was from last week. But if you check on their webpage or their Facebook page, Hackberry Rod and Gun, they post pictures from the, the, the cleaning dock there every day on what's caught, and you can keep up with it like that. Here's another interesting, curious question. Why do they call them buildings after they're done? Or why do they call them apartments when they're all together? And here's a really good question. Why can you bring water to feed but not feed to water? And that's in reference to uh, waterfowl, what's considered legal baiting, Uh they allow you to flood a standing crop of corn or other grain, but you cannot bring harvested grain and put it in water. And the problem is, if you did the water to the feed on the southern end of the flyway, uh, some of the, most of the ducks are never getting here to find it. That is the problem. They start up north and work their way down. Uh, that's one of those questions that uh, no easy answer, but certainly deserving of one. All right, and uh, let's see. Got rumors circulating there was closing the deer season for Area 9. Any truth to that? No, that that I'm aware of. Maybe someone else has something late breaking, but uh, at the Wildlife and Fisheries Commission meeting that would have been discussed, there's been some areas, some WMAs, where they've changed the, the regulations to bucks only, and they're limiting the does to the special youth hunts. But uh, you can check that on their website, but nothing about closing the season in Area 9. All right, um, we got uh, some more texts coming in. We'll get to those. But first, we've got to take a quick break. When we come back, got Captain Mike Gallo. He's got that Lake Bourne, Lake Catherine, Wrigley's, Biloxi Marsh fishing report for you. It's called the Bourne on the Bayou Report. And it's up next on the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Yeah, there's another one. Where is Joe DiMaggio? Where did he go? One of those questions. And it's time for our Born in the Bay report with Captain Mike Gallo. Angling Adventures of Louisiana's reports are sponsored by CETO. $179 for a whole year gets you membership, unlimited fuel drops, they'll jumpstart electrical problems. Whatever it takes, they'll tow you in, get you back safe to the marine of your choice. CETO's like having a AAA policy on the water. Peace of mind for you and your loved ones, and it's one call away. You can call Captain Chris. He'll be happy to talk with you at 504 504- 301-4545. And for those of you with computers and laptops and even iPhones, CETO.com. Get your membership there. Captain Mike joins us now. And, Captain Mike, we missed you over at the uh, the, the Cajun Encounters dinner last night in the Spots and Dots Lodge. But the girls fell in love with your lodge. They just said it was outstanding. And uh, I'm sure they're, they're sleeping. We kind of had a little bit of a late night last night. But you might see them stirring there a little bit. I'm talking about Miss Louisiana and a travel partner. Well, I'm glad to hear they enjoyed themselves. Uh, my bride had a a dinner pre-set up for us to attend, and I couldn't make it. So uh, maybe next time. Hopefully Miss Louisiana liked the lodge enough. She wants to come back. Maybe even go fishing. Well, she loves it. Oh, she loves to fish and hunt, and we got some of that planned, and maybe we'll we'll make a stop back there at your place. Well, people are waiting to hear. They want to know where all this good fishing is that's been going on. We got a 1.4 tide range today. We got uh, pretty much a zero percent chance of rain and uh, light. You know, it's going to be winds that are going to be light around five or ten knots. So, what's on your plan? 
Well, Don, it has been a very good week. The first thing I'd like to tell people is I got a call maybe a half an hour ago about a couple of boats that apparently ran into each other last night fishing the lights. A lot of docks along the North Shore Lake Pontchartrain have lights, and some people fish those lights at nighttime. I didn't hear of any injuries, but I did hear there's potentially two boats partially sunk in the water. So if anybody's traveling Mm. along the North Shore, you know, you certainly want to go cautiously or wait till you have good light so you don't potentially run into a boat that's partially sunk. Um, Other than that, I can tell you that uh, all week long, I've been what I call hole hopping. Everywhere there's a a deep, a hard turn in a bayou or where two bayous intersect, usually there's a deep hole. And that's been my pattern all week, live bait on the bottom in those deep holes. If you know of holes that have shells on the bottom, that's even better. Uh, Some days I'm finding them within two or three stops. And some days it takes five or six stops. But every day we've been catching 30 to 60 trout. Um, There's some small ones mixed in. Uh, And, you know, there's the other species that you come across. Uh, Yesterday I had freshwater catfish. I had bass. I had redfish. I had speckled trout. I had white trout. I think Ida pushed in some some really good-sized croakers. And those are... Those are really good scaled and fried whole. So um, it's been a mixed bag. Uh, once you get the trout going with the live bait, you can you can switch one of your people over to a plastic. I do plastic on a drop shot. Uh, the gulp shrimp or the TKO shrimp has been working for me, mixed in with some live bait from uh, Wrigley's Marina. Um, how about some of the other marinas? Is live bait pretty much available in that Wrigley's area? I would think so, Don. I have not received a text from any of the other marinas. I try to send out a text the night before and see if they can respond to me. That way I can spread the word in the morning, but I have not heard. I would think they would because a lot of the places where I'm fishing, I'll see shrimp hopping out of the water. When I'm cleaning some of these fish, they'll have shrimp in their bellies. So I know there's plenty of shrimp in the area, and they should be easy to catch you know, with the local shrimpers providing them for the marinas. Got it. Mike, uh, last week uh, I didn't have time to mention this to you, but I have some people that want to know about any triple tail, looking for a triple tail report. You know, we know that's based on salinities, how much structure's out there in terms of crab floats, and also you got to have the calm conditions to find them. Well, what's been the situation this season for triple tails? I don't think I saw one this whole year. And I think I saw two last year. So it's been a drought for the triple tail in our area. Early in the spring, the Pearl River was really high and had a lot of dirty water in it. So I did more of my fishing the midsection of the Biloxi Marsh and south. I didn't really venture much into the nine-mile and three-mile area. And it took quite a while before that water cleared up enough to go over that way. And that's probably why... Usually we see the triple tail in the warmer months when our water temperatures get close to 80 is when we see them most. Got it. Mike, um, I want you to give out your contact information. Before you do that, do you still have the no fish, no pay rule? You wanted a few guys that did that. If you don't catch any fish, you don't pay for the trip. How does that work? What, what constitutes no fish? 
Well, Don, I'd like for my customers to catch the fish we intend on catching. So if I got two guys here today and we're going to target redfish. So if we were to go out and not catch a redfish, I'd not be holding my hand out at the end of the day for any payment. I want them to catch redfish. Um, And I'm getting more and more protective of that because I got about a 17-year streak going where (laughs) every charter – where every charter I've been on has been successful. And that doesn't mean that the scouting trip I might do before was unsuccessful, but that eliminates spots where there's no fish. So I'm getting protective of my streak. I want to keep it going. (laughs) You're doing a good job on it. Mike, they can find you at aaofla.com. You're on my website at dontheoutdoorsguy.com. Any other ways to get you? That and the telephone, I guess. Yeah, you can find me on social media and send a message, or you can text at 985-781-7811, and, of course, voicemail. All right, Mike, hope you catch a bunch. And, again, uh, thanks for your, your courtesy to the Miss Louisiana and her friend. They, they really enjoyed it, and we'll try to get them back when you can get a chance to meet her. She's a, she's a great little girl. Thank you, Don. We'll talk to you next week. All righty, Mike Gallo headed out there to fish uh, in his area around the Wrigley's, Lake Porn, Lake Catherine. Have boat, will travel, we call him. All right, coming up next, has, has paddlecraft, has kayak, will travel, is Eric Mohabarak. We'll be back with his report right after this timeout. And there's so many people stroking east, west, north, and south. We got a special report. It's called our Paddler's Report. It is brought to you by Massey's Outfitters with all three locations, uh, New Orleans, Covington, and Baton Rouge. And telling us about Massey's, they're getting a full line of products coming in for the fall. Eric Mohabarak. Eric, you've been hanging around Massey's. What's going on over there? Oh, man, they got all kinds of new stuff coming in, the whole fall line of clothing, and they got the new green eggs coming in, the new line of uh, hiking boots and stuff like that. They even got a shipment of uh, new bikes in and uh, things like that. It's uh, and, and, of course, they got the, the, the shipments of kayaks coming in. They can't keep them in the store long enough, you know. Uh, they got some Hobies left uh, still at the store, but, of course, they're going out as fast as possible. They got some Pro Anglers left, a few Outbacks. If somebody wants them, I suggest to get over there real quick. They got the Passports and some uh, Paddle Boards also. Yeah, I got those really neat Marine mats for, that fit the Hobies. And, uh, you know, got you know Jackson Kayaks. They got a whole array of different kayaks for different reasons you know some people need something very affordable other people looking for top of the line some people want one they can hunt and fish out of and they got them all over there yeah yeah Yeah, that uh, bonafide kayak that they carry is pretty nice also and uh also the native slayers you know make a non-drive kayak uh so they got a few few different ones so uh you want to get with uh john ford over there he's the new store manager and he's uh hungry to help people out and they doing installs and putting the mat, the marine matting in and everything. So I highly suggest going over there and check them out. It's, it's a good little place, and they're glad to help you. Eric, I was talking earlier about the fallen tide uh, coming back to Delta Marina with Mitch Jurisich. You're going to be right in the middle of it. Tell us about it. I know a lot of people are chomping at the bit, and a lot of them uh, got a little cabin fever, want to get out, and, boy, this is the perfect way to do it. Man, this is going to be a blast. Uh, right now, you know, they got 150 people signed up. Uh, and it's great for the area of Blackman's Parish because, um, you know, pretty much everything from Buras to Port Salford, whichever it was available, is uh, pretty much rented. 
Uh, they're estimating by the time it's there, either 175 to 200 people. And these people come from all over the country. So they're, they're going to be in on some of the best fishing. It's a great time of year to do it. You know, Mitch and those guys over there uh, are going to do their best. Uh, they're really great people. But uh, it, it's, it's going to be a good time, you know. Um, everybody's keeping secrets, so it doesn't seem like anybody's catching fish, but they're catching fish. I know it. I was out there the other day and, and had some uh, interesting things happen. Um, the best water seems to be, you know, like Myrtle Grove, the islands north of Myrtle Grove, and catching a few trout, some good reds over that way. Uh, further south, uh, behind the high school, has been good, but you have to go out a little ways, you know, to get, get away from the, the muddy water. Muddy water seems to be hanging closer to the bank. Um, you know, closer to the levee for some reason. Uh, it might be because of the pumps they've been running, you know, getting the water out of this section that got flooded in between the uh, uh, Lions plant and the Magnolia hump. Um, but it, it's it's the, the fishing is good. There's plenty of shrimp. I don't know if you caught that picture I sent out, uh, Don. I did see uh, that. That was there. incredible. Well, I know, and I didn't have any. <laughs> I caught one with the hand. And I oh, man. <laughs> man, you know, I could have sunk the boat. But uh, anyway, it's going to be a good time. You know, I'm going to eat uh, the Lafayette Yak is always boot in. I'm going to bring my own Jameson. So, you know, I'm going to eat his first and then take mine. But uh, we're going to have a good time. And I, I, I don't guess you're coming down. It sounds like Chris is coming. Uh, with the I'm going to be, uh, yeah, I've got a Texas quail hunting trip. But uh, Chris is going to well, be down there with the camera, and he'll capture all of it. So I'll get to enjoy it. Uh, by way of the video yeah. camera, um, you know, um, you yeah. know, maybe we can do some folks a favor here. We might have some people listening that have camps down in the Plaquemines Parish area that didn't get damaged from the storm and are not going to be there next weekend. Uh, I guess if they wanted yeah. to offer them for rent, they certainly wouldn't have any trouble getting top dollar and booking them. Maybe they could put their information on the Bayou Coast right. Kayak uh, website and let people who right. are coming in from out of town know that this place is to stay because that's going to really be in short supply. And I'd hate for somebody to have to make a long drive down there because, you know, it opens Friday night. A lot of people are going to be out in the right. middle of the night Friday waiting to start fishing at 6 o'clock Saturday morning. So uh, give them that website right. for the uh, for the uh, club well, in case actually, they want to post. it may be better to do it on the Facebook page, the Bayou Coast uh, Kayak yeah, Fishing for Club. Sure. Put it on the Facebook page because, you know, they got 4,000 members out there, and people could share it and stuff, you know. Um, I know of one camp that's still open. Uh, get in touch with uh, Rodney Boudreaux. Uh, I could give the number if you want, or we could post it later. Um, I'll put it on, on the website is what I'll do, and that way people put it on the Facebook. On the Facebook. Yeah. yeah, put it on the Facebook, you know. But um, it, 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 there's definitely it's, – it, actually, it's going to kick off Thursday evening. You know, uh, that's when people start arriving stuff, and they're going to have food and stuff out there. Um, but Friday is going to be the big party with the bands and everything going on there, and the captain's meeting, and uh, I think they're going to be a seminar going on about the, the slam tournament and it is a photo catch and release so um, everybody's going to catch some fish and let them go and take pictures and stuff like that uh, but it, man i think it's going to be a big time i'm so glad it's down here and and and, and people are going to you know really get to see what's what plaquemines parish has to offer well a deciding factor is going to be he who finds the flounders that's going to be the trick because it's a <laughs> red fish trout and flounder and the flounder is the one that's always the one you need yeah, yeah, and I hope everybody catches my phone number if they could give me any tips on where those flounders are because they've been tough to come by, <laughs> you know. So, gotcha, Eric. If somebody wants to get in touch with you, Louisiana Kayak Company, and book a trip and learn all about this great sport, wonderful sport of kayak fishing, uh, tell them how to get a hold of you. 
Yeah, sure thing. You can get in touch with me on your website, Don, or uh, you can find me on Facebook with the Louisiana Kayak Company or Instagram with the same thing, the Louisiana Kayak Company. Uh, you can also call me on the phone, 504-313-8292. Uh, somebody just texted in. They want to know how much you're paying for that flounder information. I'll win it. I'll give him a $100 bill. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Very, very generous. Yeah. All right. Y'all try to have a good time down there next week, and we'll catch up with you uh, afterwards. Thank you for the comment. I'm sure we will. All right. Yes, sir. All right. Eric Mohabarak, Louisiana Kayak Company. All right. Coming back after this, uh, he was sentenced this week to a $100,000 fine and life in prison. Well, I guess the, the question there, the curious question is, if you're going to prison for the rest of your life, do you worry about paying that hundred grand back? Well, there may be ways they can get it. We'll tell you his story. It's Bad Boys of the Outdoors, next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And uh, the text messages continue to come in, this one about Massey's. We love renting kayaks from them. They're the best store on the north shore of Lake Pontchartrain. Glad to hear that. Uh, here's uh, Cabo uh, checking back in. Could you all say what the answer was involving the alligator season and tags for people? Well, uh, this one maybe kind of sums it up. Recently I made a trip to Henderson, saw at least 400 alligators. They are everywhere. Uh, there's no doubt that there's uh, an abundance of alligators. question is, is it getting to the point where there's too many, and do we need to take more, open it up for recreational harvest because the commercial harvest is just not getting the job done and not because they aren't capable it's just the market is down and for commercial use they're not taking as many as are being produced so i think it's about time that the department of wildlife and fisheries alligator program takes a little hard look at it and maybe come up with some some remedies for that situation uh here's one that says uh, didn't joe dimaggio we asked where he had gone like mrs robinson uh did he change his name to mr coffee in the 70s <laughs> i think he did have some kind of a sponsorship gig with them all right when we come back after this quick station identification 10 second pause gonna tell you about this week's bad boy the outdoors maybe one of the harshest sentences in the history of the feature Back with our bad boy after we let our local stations identify themselves on the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. You know, we've all heard the joke about the guy got caught uh, killing and eating an owl, and they asked him how did it taste, and he said, well, about like bald eagle. Well, it is no joke that a man in Oklahoma who portrayed himself as a Native American spiritual counselor was sentenced Thursday in federal court for sexually abusing a Native American minor and for illegally possessing feathers, talons, and heads from seven bald eagles and seven golden eagles. Gene Ortner, described in his closing argument by Assistant U.S. Attorney Ryan Roberts as a wolf in sheep's clothing, who, although he has no tribal affiliation, used eagle feathers to portray himself as an Indian spiritual counselor to groom a minor victim and force her into sexual relations with him using her cultural beliefs and vulnerability against her. Witnesses testified that Ortner threatened to embarrass the victim and her tribe unless she said the sexual assault didn't happen. Also testifying in the case for the government were two other women who stated that Ortner also groomed them as minors and sexually abused them. Found guilty of transportation with intent to engage in criminal sexual activity, sexual abuse of a child in Indian country, abusive sexual contact in Indian country, 
possession of parts of a bald eagle, possession of parts of a golden eagle, and sentenced to life in federal prison and a $100,000 fine is 57-year-old creep in general Carl Gene Ortner of Quapaw, Oklahoma, our bad boy of the outdoors. Oh, yeah. Well, the question is, do they have a way to get the hundred grand from him? Because he probably ain't going to pay it while he's in prison for the rest of his life. It's which where he belongs. All right, we come back after this. Ryan Lambert joins us. We'll get a fishing report from him down the river. DTR, they call it. We'll be back with that right after this. Right, can you believe they wrote a song about him, the Plastic Man, Fishes with Plastic, Captain Ryan Lambert of Cajun Fishing Adventures. Ryan, where you been throwing plastic this week, and you finding anything on the end of it? Yeah, I was throwing steel yesterday. I, was, I went out red snapper fishing, <laughs> and, uh, and I, I caught him on a jigging spoon, and that that was fun. That's you know, that's that's a kick. And you you know, everybody else is throwing these nasty old squid, and uh, I got some big giant jigging spoons dropped down on there and whacked them. Boy, it was fun. <laughs> and after that, any I found size a white to them? Not really, not really. We had a few good ones, but the tide was flowing so hard we couldn't get on where where we normally fish bigger ones. I mean, it was like a Mm. river running through there. I mean, it was incredible, the the flow yesterday. But then uh, on the way back, we found a a hole that had white trout in it. Oh, my word. I hadn't caught white trout like that in a long time. But I I just, I use those to make fish sandwiches. You take them and you boil them in crab oil for about two, three minutes. And then you make just like tuna salad. It's so good. You know, we, we serve that on sandwiches during the day. So it works out. So if you Yeah, Daryl Carpenter, uh, he gave me a tip on, on white trout. What he does is when he cleans them, he puts the batter on them and freezes them with the batter on them and takes them out and drops them in the hot grease. And that way they don't, you know, get mushy and fall apart like that. He says it keeps them together. I mean, the taste is great. You know, to me, they're as good as a speckled trout if you eat them fresh or like that. Yeah, the, the biggest thing is to make a slush, and as soon as you catch them, throw it in that that slush, and they stay real firm. They clean real easy, and that's that's the best way to do it. And then, you know, we'll fry them that day, maybe for dinner, and then and then we'll take and we'll make salad out of them. So either way, they, I mean, they're very good to eat. And fight, yes, they, fight they are. Speckled, they hit harder than the speckled trout, but uh, they they're not loved very much. But uh, I was loving on them yesterday. <laughs> They're aggressive. All right, so you got red snapper, you got white trout. Uh, did you catch anything to make some of that redfish Ryan this week? Uh, I did indeed. In fact, uh, three days this week I went out and the water was beautiful, and I was able to sight fish. So, I mean, one time I caught my limit within 15 minutes and, and was looking at 10 more after I did that. I said, oh, man, this is too good. You know, now that the river's down, you find a lot of clear water. And you can you can really get on them. I mean, it's it's nice, and and there's trout showing up. I mean, we're not really big. You know, Breton Sound still got a lot of trout. They haven't come in, but you know, any day now, they can probably next tide they'll start flowing in where we can really get them on the inside. You know, it's late. Usually, the first this tide should have done it, but they didn't. Uh, everything's kind of weird this year. Just late by a couple of weeks, three weeks, something like that. But uh, I think the next tide range, those speckled trout will come flowing in. And, and come November, if the river's still low, they'll come into the river. So, you know, I mean, it's, it's shaped up to be one heck of a fall. We still got 
till I think November 6th on the red snapper. So I'm going to make a couple more passes on them and try to go catch some triple tail. I, there's no limit to what you can catch in, in South Louisiana. I mean, anything from a brim to a marlin in one day, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, and Jeff uh, Brule sent me some beautiful pictures of some nice big bass. He said he was down there in the Canes and uh, with the river low as it is, and it's even getting lower, like you said. The water was beautiful, and he found a lot of bass activity down there. Oh, did he now? Huh? I'm about to call it because I'm not uh, immune to, to after getting a bunch of this and that, to slide in there and catch a few of those too. Uh, you know, I like that. But I don't like fishing the canes. I like getting off the ledge with a little bitty ultralight worm. That's how I like to do it with an ultralight rod and reel. You know, that that flipping in the canes and just putting them in like a, you have a cane pole, that that don't do it for me. I got to feel a little <laughs> jump. And, yeah, well, if and a little you, when you fish with Jeff, you know he he could he could jerk a a a fifteen pound grouper out of those canes with the hook set that he does. He he comes he swings for the fences when he's fishing. Uh, you know something I wanted to mention to you, Ryan. I was uh, observing. Uh, I was actually on Zoom for the Wildlife and Fisheries Commission meeting, and they brought up uh, the new hunting guide license that's going to be required next year, not this year. And they were listing some of the specifications you need to have a hunting guide license if you're going to be a guide. You got to have liability insurance. You got to have a recreational license for whatever it is you're guiding, and a U.S. Coast Guard approved captain's license too. Now they did not mention if this was for duck hunting guides only. I, I wouldn't see where a deer hunting guide would need all of that, but they didn't mention that. And they also said there's an exemption if you're in a private club and you're guiding members and their guests. You do not need a guide license to do that. But I think this is probably going to knock out a few people who won't qualify to become duck guides next year. Yeah, it's going to knock out a few because especially the Coast Guard captain's license, you know. Right. Oh, right. my God, have it. Um, and, and you only need the Coast Guard captain's license if you're transporting people in a boat. So if you're fishing out of a blind and get dropped off by another captain in a blind, I imagine you could get away with that. But, you know, it's still, you, you, it's, it's good to have everything. I mean, it's, you know, I didn't push that. I didn't have anything to do with it, but it's probably a good thing. And it, it and again, you got a lot of people that I see going across that river down here and they, they, they say they guide and they got, Customers paying, but then these little bitty duck boats going across that river is so dangerous. No life jackets, no nothing. It just drives me crazy. But, yeah. you know, as you know, we, we do it right. We have 28-foot boats, and we have life jackets on everybody and great art and everything I can possibly do to make it safe. So, you know, yeah. the river gets Well, I still safe. think they've got oh. some... They've got some tweaking and fine-tuning to do for it for all the different applications. But bottom line, I think it's a good thing for the customers, too, you know, to know they're in the hands of somebody who's qualified and and been through the training and and has the liability insurance required also. I think they ought to work on getting there and right, have uh, the season closed when there's no water and open when there's water because they sure missed it bad this year. We got the the week in January. We have water. They have the season closed, and the rest of the season we have a negative tide, like negative five, negative one foot, and they got the season open. Nobody can even get to a duck blind here. Yeah, I, I know. And you've been n- n- knocking on that door for years. Well, you know they got a new waterfowl study leader, Paul Link. So we got somebody yeah. new to talk to about it. Maybe he'll listen. So yeah. we'll find out about that. Well, we need to we need to get it down ASAP on a negative tide so we can show them what we need. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, but this year, well, Ryan, uh, I'm gonna do something different. Yeah, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna 
all the birds go out in open bay, so I'm going to go and hunt the open bay this year on those negative tides and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just do open water hunt. Yeah, I'll go with you. I'll do. I'll be part of the experiment. I think it'll work, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, well, y'all, y'all have fun down there, and if somebody wants to get you, CajunFishingAdventures.com is the website. Give them the phone number. Yeah, they can call me direct, 504-559-5111, and we'll get it set up for them. And he can talk on the phone while he's blowing a duck call, shooting ducks, and throwing a fly rod. I've seen it. I've witnessed it. He can do it. <laughs> see you later. Right, my friend, we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. All right, Captain Ryan Lambert, Cajun Fishing Adventures. Well, it's almost time to get out of here. A couple more things I want to talk to you about. I've got some more of those uh, curious questions coming in from our listeners. Back with that in the wrap-up right after this. All right, i got a few more text messages coming in. This one wants any word on the PAC Pack Kayak Rentals in Point Shen. Uh, I know they had severe damage to their dock. Uh, they were shut down. They're trying to get back. I'm not sure if they're open at any point. Maybe if you go to the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club Facebook page and post your question there, I'm sure someone will give you an answer there. Uh, we've got Jeff. Uh, he's a truck of life passing through Alabama, listening to the show. Glad to have him. Uh, here's a very good point. Good morning, Don. Be careful promoting recreational alligator harvesting. I believe it would cause big problems with the general public trespassing on private property to poach alligators yeah there's a lot of considerations and that would certainly be one but i'm sure it could be dealt with perhaps the landowners could maybe charge a fee you know kind of like a duck lease you could do an alligator lease and issue some of the tags that you're not using or they could get their own tags but of course private property trespassing is not just a problem with alligators it's a problem with pretty much all hunting forms of hunting all right, got my barber. He's headed to the barber shop, listening on the drive-in, going to open it up. Uh, I'm not coming to see you anytime real soon, but uh, you can bet as soon as I need it, uh, I'll be there to get a haircut. All right, a couple of alerts that came out this morning. The Green Bridge, they call it, uh, I-510 bridge, uh, going from Interstate 10 across to uh, the Parish Road on St. Bernard Parish, is closed till Monday Morning, uh, we got that word from Robbie Campo. You're going to have to go through the city, uh, take the Elysian Fields exit, and cross on the old bridge to get into onto Judge Perez and go down from there. The other thing is Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries is doing site maintenance and upgrades to its licensing website. That's going to be starting tomorrow through Monday. You won't be able to buy a license in any way, shape, or form during those two days. So if you're planning on fishing or hunting and you don't have your license this weekend, get it today by all means. Uh, It'll be open again on Tuesday. All right. uh, Let's see. I think that's about going to wrap it up. Oh, I want to thank 4333 Texter listening to us on the air in Kansas City, Missouri. Well, thank you. We'd love to have you folks up out of state uh, tuning in and keeping up what's going on down here in Bayou Country. Don't forget uh, Bayou Wild airing this week. We kick off Season 7. We took a trip to uh, Natchitoches to the Louisiana Taxidermy Association's convention Last year, uh, Chris Lecoq and I, boy, we came away with some excellent footage. Some of those mounts are so real, they look like they're going to jump out and grab you. We also uh, learned a lot about taxidermy, about the profession, and I'm sure you'll enjoy it. We also have a easy gumbo cooking recipe from Uncle Larry. You can check that out. And uh, each week now for several weeks, we'll be having new 
episodes of Bayou Wild TV. I uh, hope you enjoy watching it as much as we do making those shows. All right, we're going to be back again next week. I will be broadcasting this program from Woodsboro, Texas. I got a little quail hunt planned up there. Spend some time in our neighboring state and I'll tell you how that goes. And we'll tell you what goes on here, too. Lots of events taking place. Hopefully this good weather continues. Get out and enjoy it. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week right back here again. Same time, same station on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network.